1: Just spent that time with God. I love that word from Liz, that that witness that God is with us. Even though in this passage Jesus is, is ascending and leaving, He hasn't, His presence hasn't left. He's sending his, his presence, or He's sending His Spirit to come and be with us and to be in us. And guys, we're gonna spend time the next 25-30 uh, minutes or so with God, in His Word, hearing from God. And guys, it's 2021, right? Like, we made it. We made it through 2020. We're in 2021. Uh, and and I talked to different different people over the, the past couple of weeks, and some people have the attitude that, uh, man, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. 2021 is going to be so much better. Uh, I think we all had the same attitude when we came into 2020 <laughs> uh, against 2019. Uh, but... Uh, Some people are saying, oh, 2020 was such a waste of a year, things like that. But I want to encourage you as you go into 2021 to look back on a 2020 and see what God gave you. Because I guarantee you it was not a waste of a year. Even if you went through hard things, it was not a waste of a year. And and guys going to 2021 yes there's excitement there's always something about a new year that that uh opens up possibilities and new opportunities it's an arbitrary change but there's just something in our perspective that can shift but the reality is it's just a calendar change right it's it it is kind of arbitrary right uh because for a lot of you guys things are the same you're still in loads of debt you're the world is still wracked by COVID. Um, economies are still collapsing. Wars are still going on. You're still struggling uh, with illness. You're, you're still uh, having the same issues at work. You know, 2021, this calendar change didn't change those things. You're still, you still have broken relationships and, and things are still the same. Like woohoo, 2021, yay, we celebrate. But what actually changed? Well, a calendar isn't gonna change much. But Jesus can. Holy Spirit can. And that's why I love this witness. And that's why this passage, Jesus is with us to be a witness, right? To go out and be a witness. But that's not just, he's not just sending us out and and bye, you guys have fun. He is with us in this. And and so 2020 uh, doesn't have to be a waste because Jesus was with you in that as well and he'll be with us in 2021. And there can be actual real change in 2021 because of the Holy Spirit and the power he's given us in him. And so we're gonna go into this entire month going through our vision and going through uh, a vision series. We're, We're talking about 2021, what God wants to do. And our word for the year is multiply. But here's the thing, guys, we don't wanna multiply just anything. We don't wanna multiply those broken relationships. I don't want you to multiply your debt. I don't want you to multiply illness. I don't want, I don't want you to multiply your troubles at work. I don't wanna multiply your, your resentment, your attitude of bitterness. I don't want you to multiply those things. What we want for you to multiply is your kingdom identity. We're gonna talk about that this morning. And our vision here at Trinity Life Church is uh, empower 5,600 people to discover identity and destiny in Christ, 560 partners to influence our city, and 56 church plants to influence our world. That is our vision at Trinity Life. That is what we want to see multiplied. We want to see people discover their kingdom identity, their their identity in Christ, their destiny in Christ. We want to see partners come alongside us uh, as we work for the kingdom in the city. We want to see the world changed by multiplying communities of faith. That is the vision that we have at Trinity Life Church. That is what we've been doing in 2020. That's what we'll continue doing in 2021. And we wanna do that in the power of the Spirit. And our mission is is simply that in a reduced version. It's discovering identity and destiny in Christ, influencing our city and the world. And there's a particular ordering there, guys. We're gonna go through that ordering through this month. We're gonna start with identity and we need to be rooted in our identity in Christ in order to discover our identity. And those are the same for each of us, right? You have the same identity in Christ as I have. And you have the same destiny in Christ that I have. And so when you're asking those questions, God, what do you want from my life? That's not a destiny question. Your destiny, your destination, right? Is where that word comes from, is already determined in Christ. And in Christ, it's the same for you as it is for me. You're a minister of reconciliation. You're a witness to Jesus Christ you're an ambassador of Christ you're a jar of clay carrying the gospel of truth this precious gift like that those are the things that we are that is our destiny right in, in Christ and then your influence is particular to you it's your personality it's your gifts it's your skills it's your passions it's your job it's your vocation it's it's all those things your your spiritual gift mix your talents it's all those into one that's how you influence our scene in the world but Oftentimes we ask that question before our identity is rooted in Christ and our destiny is is in Christ. And we want to say, well, God, what do you want me to do? Well, first, he wants you to put put your identity in him. Second, he wants you to realize that you need to do the things that he's already asked us to do in this this book before you even consider how you're going to influence. And Jesus sets off his, his disciples that way in this passage. And also, we're going to kind of walk through our DNA in this series, Kingdom Disciple Society Church. That's why today is called Kingdom Identity, not just discovering identity, but Kingdom Identity. We paired our DNA, Kingdom Disciple Society Church, KDSC, with our, our vision statement here and our mission statement. So, Jesus here in this passage is, is uh, giving the disciples a fresh start, He's giving them a 2021. Right? And that's what's good about New Year's guys is that it's a fresh start. Like even though it's an arbitrary calendar change, it's an opportunity for a fresh start. And if and guess what, if you're in Christ Jesus, do you realize that every single day can be a fresh start for you? His mercies are new every day. God makes all things new. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Joy comes in the morning, like all these verses in the scriptures that say it. We're, every day we can say to God, "This is the day that You have made." And guess what? I didn't do this yesterday, but today I'm gonna rejoice and I'm gonna be glad in it. Like that's your 2021. Start that today. That's a fresh start. And here He gives the disciples that. So before we get into that, I want to ask you guys a question because. Um, we just celebrate the holidays, right? So, uh, let's let's populate the feed. Let's hear hear. Um, let's hear some things from you guys. Uh, according to this question, what's something special you received as a gift over the holidays? So, what's something special that you received as a gift over the holidays? Just put that in a couple words. A couple words in there. Um, as you guys know, uh, celebrate the holidays. Jesus had his birthday, but. Five days before that, I uh, had my birthday, my 40th, and Miss Eve got me a map, a new map. And guys, if you don't know uh, yet, uh, I love maps. I don't know why, I've always loved maps, like world maps, globes, all that. <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the books I read the most growing up was a geography book on geography and culture that my dad gave me that I still have. Um, Somewhere in in our house. I tried to get my girls to read it, but it's it's pretty outdated <laughs> uh, But um, I love world maps. So she got me a new world map uh, it's it's Amazing we had fun putting it up and all that over over uh, the break and uh, It was just really special to me It's something that she knows I love and that she had uh, that she she gave me and it was such a special Special gift. So let's see. Let's see. Um from Missy What what you guys have in the feed.
0: Okay, we've got some fun stuff here. Um, Chelsea got a toque with a pom-pom and cat ears. That is awesome. A and tooth?
1: Toque. toque. Oh, toque. <laughs> Not a tooth. <laughs> <How was laughs>
0: that, that? that
1: would be weird. Kay. Um yeah. that's weird. Oh nice.
0: Sath is tempting us by saying food. Not cool. Um food. <laughs> Not cool, Sath. Not cool at all. Um, Jeff said he got a sweater that he always wanted, but he couldn't find at um, any site. So that's oh. special.
1: Oh, that's that's cool. That's
0: nice. Cindy picking up on the same thing. She got a winter running sweater, which is also very fitting for her. Um, yeah. She runs. Awesome. Cora got some true pickles. I... That's... I- can't, <laughs> again, with the food, why, why are we doing this? <laughs>
1: hey, I, I love that though. Like might as well support the community, right? Yeah. And giving gifts, yeah. And I love that Cindy, I love that you receive something to, to actually push you forward in something you already love doing,
0: yeah. right?
1: Like if I received a winter running sweater, <laughs> I mean, it would just be a winter sweater. I, yeah, <laughs> want to yep. be a running sweat. No. But I love that it like uh, whoever gave you that really new hue and gave you something to push you forward in what you already love.
0: That's so Yeah, what
1: else what else is on there?
0: Um we got uh, Michelle got a rice ball maker.
1: Rice yep. ball maker. I
0: know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow.
1: Is that uh, is that Asian or is that Italian, right? What's what's the Ooh. rice balls and the risotto balls, yeah, the yeah, arancini? What it yeah, Is that those right? are good. Yeah, They're like stuff no. with cheese.
0: Again, I, we gotta get off this topic. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but it's all through the feed. Kiki said, "Joycelyn's cookies." Ah, you're killing me.
1: Yeah, those are long gone. You're long gone. Long gone, <laughs> <Long> gone Joyceland. <laughs> um, we, we made quickly. Okay, work here abouts. we go.
0: Here's a non-food. Susanna said, "A weighted blanket." She'd been eyeing it for over a year. That's pretty cool.
1: You know, I've heard of those, Susanna, weighted blankets. I don't really, I don't remember what I heard about those, but I remember hearing, that they were, they were like a year ago, I remember hearing about them, right? Yeah, me Um, too, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, maybe we should look into that.
0: Um, Wendy got a staycation at a fancy hotel, baby free. Woo,
1: that's very fun. And Peter free? Yeah. Now that's, that's a staycation.
0: (laughs) That's messed up. Sorry, Peter. Um, No,
1: that's awesome, Wendy.
0: That is so funny. And I love you, Um, Peter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Curtis got some sweatpants. Very fun.
1: Yeah, hey. Hey, sweatpants
0: are like the thing now, right? Like, that's what everybody's wearing.
1: Nowadays, right? Like, I have sweatpants on right now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't. He he doesn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're making a lot of use of those. So exactly, love that. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure there's a bunch more. Yeah, on there. Um, yeah, just just list a list a few real quick.
0: All right, um, Adams has a leather bow tie. And a restock on his Scotch collection.
1: Whoa! Well, Le- leather, leather, leather tie. Fancy. That's fancy. See yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Wasn't gonna say that on oh, here. Man. Uh, oh man! But yeah, what, <laughs> anything else out there? Um, let's see.
0: Um, yeah, more blankets and winter clothes and
1: I love yeah, yeah. people were people were like still preparing for a, for a little lockdown here. It's like, all right, let's let's stay warm. Let's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's exactly. stay inside. Yeah, love that guys. Um I receiving gifts is is great, right? Love love receiving gifts. Some some of us have trouble receiving gifts. Um I, I don't know, there's there's like a Uh, I I actually, I don't know what it is because I don't have trouble receiving gifts. (laughs) (laughs) I I love receiving gifts. Uh, But some, some of you have trouble receiving gifts. Uh, But the passage here starts that with Jesus giving the disciples a fresh start by giving them a gift. And they have to receive it. They have to receive it. If they don't receive it, well, they can't do what he's asked them to do. He's given them a gift, much like Cindy's gift. He's given them a gift to receive something they already love doing, being around Jesus. Right? They've been with him for three years. They love being around Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, you can be around me more by receiving this gift and going and being my witnesses. And that's what he's about to release them to do. So let's, let's check out the passage here. It says here in, in uh, Acts 1, that, uh, you know, in the first, in the first verse, this is, this is the second part of Luke. He's, he started teaching or he started dealing with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up. So the ascension is going to happen uh, here, but he's already dealt with it. And after he'd given command through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. So he has these disciples who he's chosen and he's going to send them out apostles. They're, they're messengers. He's, he's going he's gonna to send them out. Verse 3, And he presented himself alive to them after his suffering after the cross by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Speaking about the kingdom of God. So here we see uh, the book of Acts starts with the kingdom of God. Because the book of Acts is, is about the church. It's about the church growing and multiplying and, and going out. But as an agent of the kingdom of God. The book of Acts is really a kingdom book first. It starts with the kingdom of God. And it ends with Paul in Rome preaching the gospel of, guess what? The kingdom in the last verse. So you have kingdom bookends ends for the book of Acts. And so kingdom is our lens here for disciples, society, and church that we're going to talk about in the following weeks. Kingdom is our lens here for identity and destiny and influence. It's our lens for the entire book, the kingdom of God. If that's the case, we need to know what the kingdom of God is. And we need to know what Jesus talked to them about. But how do we know that? It doesn't say. It just says he's, ta- he's speaking about the kingdom of God, right? So, so let's brainstorm this. We're going to go back, back to the feed, and I want you guys to brainstorm in the feed. Let's do this together. Uh, what, what Jesus may have been teaching the disciples about the kingdom of God, right? Well, what he may have been teaching them, what you know about the kingdom and what you think Jesus would have taught the disciples as they prepare to go out and multiply as a church. So let's go to let's go to Missy and see if you've put anything in the feed yet. Um, don't worry. There's no wrong answer <laughs> unless it's not something Jesus taught them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so let's let's see. And All there's right. a good place you can go to in the scriptures. Okay. Yeah. Um, to know, to know what Jesus may have taught them. So let, let's see. What do we have in the feed, Missy? All
0: right. So so far, um, we've got one. We've got um, Chelsea with um, loving God and others before ourselves.
1: Okay. Uh, right. Where where is she getting that? Right. Think about that, guys. Where is she getting it? Lo- loving God and loving others? Well, what is that? That's the greatest commandment, right? That's that's. That's, the, that's people coming to Jesus, and, or a guy coming to Jesus and saying, hey, I've done all these things. Well, we, out of all the commandments, which one's the greatest? And he says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. You know, Paul picks up on this in, in Romans 13, and he says, owe no one anything except to what? Except to love to them. Love, yeah. Except to love them. So you have here as love, love is the defining ethic of the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think Jesus taught them about love.
0: Yeah, I think Jesus
1: definitely taught them about love here. Anything else? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's right. coming through. It's coming through. Let's see. Um,
0: Adam and Emily on the same page here, not even in the same location. I love it. <laughs> um, they, uh, Adam said, the kingdom, you know, that it's at hand, and then Emily, right after, like, like a split second later, was like, it's right here and now. So yeah. love, love that.
1: Right, right. We're going to talk about that uh, because, yeah, the kingdom is at hand. It's actually the first thing Jesus says about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. It's, it's here. Right? Like you can reach out and you can touch it is what he's saying.
0: Yeah. We've got um, Cindy that says the first shall be last.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. The first shall be last, last shall be first. It's this upside-down kingdom ethic, right? That it's not those who assert themselves in their power and their authority that are representatives of the kingdom. It's those who are servant leaders who humble themselves. Who I was reading a, uh, a book this past week, and, and it's about this guy's... Uh, it's really public journey of faith. If you know who the author David Brooks is... Um, he's a New York. He was New York Times columnist. He's he's a cultural commentator, and he's written a series of books over the past, really the past decade. Um, the Social Animal, Road to Character, The Second Mountain came out last year, and even in The Social Animal, you can catch. And he's he was not uh, a, a he was not a follower of Jesus, not a believer. He's he was. Basically, kind of a, a, he was secular Jewish, he kind of, uh, but you see his journey through this trilogy of books, and it's not intentional because he wrote them over a decade, and, and you can trace it in there, and, and he gets the second mountain, and you see him start to understand the gospel and to start to understand. Uh, the kingdom really. Mm-hmm. He starts to understand the kingdom and, and and he says we don't do this very often, but we should use we should use humble as a verb. And when I read that I thought, we actually do that very often. <laughs> we we say humble yourselves. <laughs> we we should we should humble ourselves. We we use it as a verb. Followers of Jesus, we we do use it as a verb. Now the, doing it is a different story, but we say we should do it, right? And that's the kingdom. That's what what city's getting at. It's the the yeah. the last shall be first, the first shall be last. Yeah. Well, what else is in there?
0: Yeah. No, we got we got a lot. I don't need to roll through a few of them. Or, yeah. Just yeah.
1: just roll through. I should probably stop talking about each one. <laughs> that
0: was my subtle little hint there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I got um,
1: it. I, I picked <laughs> up what you were putting down, girl.
0: <laughs> um, Daniel says, um, "I'll be with you until the end of the age." Um, yeah. He goes on to say the Great Commission. We got Liz saying mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, David and Sarah Harley, we have, we all have a cross to carry.
1: Yeah. Um, Shang
0: says love and confidence over fear. Right. Yeah. Jamie pointing us to the sermon on the Mount, Matthew five. That's where I was going to go. Um, in terms of what, what, um, what the kingdom looks like. Um, Liz comes back and says, consider others needs and burdens, um, yeah, there's there's gosh there's, there's a lot here I don't know how much more you want yeah to keep no going. this is this, this is good. really good it's guys really let's, good stuff let's yeah. um
1: yeah let's go back let's go back to the passage here uh, and hone in on what Jamie said the Sermon on the Mount is the kingdom manifesto so there's there's kingdom all over the scriptures right that you guys picked up on which was really awesome uh the I mean all the one another's basically right and in the New Testament the 60, 70 of those, however many of those there are. Um, but, but Jesus, after he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand in Matthew chapter four, goes straight into Matthew chapter five in the Beatitudes, blessed are who? Oh, blessed are the poor, right? Not the first, not the rich. The world sees the rich as the ones who are blessed. The ones in power, they're the ones who are blessed, right? No, he says, no, the ones who are actually blessed are, are the poor for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right, blessed are the meek. What? The meek? Really? Like, who, who says blessed are the meek? And he says, no, they're the ones who all inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. What? Those who are persecuted, why? They don't look blessed at all. all right, blessed are the peacemakers. Why are they blessed? They're in the middle of conflict. Oh, they'll, they'll be called sons of God. Right, and, and he goes on and he says, he says, put away anger, put away lust, be people of integrity. He says, love your enemy, turn the other cheek. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. He says, don't worry about it, I, I'll, I'll take care of you. He says, build your house on the rock, hear and obey. Right? Those who, who hear my words and do them, they're the ones who are blessed. Like These are all elements of the kingdom. So these are all things that Jesus is, is teaching them, that he's honing them. But, but what, about, what about John? What about John 13? John 13 is, is Jesus in the upper room with the disciples. He's, he's about to talk to them about the Holy Spirit. Before that, he says, A new commandment I give you. He's just washed feet, he's washed their feet. He's shown them the last shall be first, that he came to serve, not to be served. And he gives them this new commandment. And in John 13, it says this. He says, the new commandment I give you, that you love one another. That's what we started out with, right? That you love one another, just as I have loved you. You all sort of love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And that starts to define who they are in their kingdom identity. Here's the thing about the gospel, guys. Paul... Paul shows us; he gives us a rubric, a framework for this, as we share our faith. Um, and he shows us that in different cultures, in different contexts, we need different ways to share the gospel. We need different ways to talk about it. We need different ways to to share who Jesus is. He says, "I become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some." He says, the Jew became a Jew, to the Greek a Greek," and he goes on and on and on. And 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 he says. So so he talks about the gospel in different ways. You even see this in his letters. To the Corinthians, he he frames the gospel in this way. To the Galatians, he frames it in this way. To the Ephesians and the Colossians, he frames it in this way. To the Thessalonians, he frames the gospel like this. And I think in 2021, if we're to continue hearing God, if we're going to multiply kingdom identity as a church, we have to start sharing and maybe even thinking about the gospel in a new way. Because we live in a culture, we live in a context where we can talk about the kingdom and everybody loves that. All the things we just said, guys, everybody loves in our city. Hey, we're supposed to love each other? Yeah. Pick up any secular book, any self-help book, any, watch any movie, watch any TV show, and guess what wins the day? Love love does. So that's not like that's not new. That's not groundbreaking. Now, we can go into it and say, well, their definition of love is off, blah, 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 blah. And we get into the semantics of it, but we're not going to do that this morning. Um, and I think if you were to do that with somebody else, it would be a losing battle at first because you didn't have the right entry point. And all the things we talked about, caring for one another, loving your neighbor, our city loves those things, right? Caring for the poor, like, guys, I've, I've lived in different places in the world. I've never lived in a place like this where volunteerism and, and helping the poor has such a high priority overall in a city, right? Now, we still have a long ways to go, but, but uh, this, it's just in the air we breathe here, right? So, so some of these things, guys, when we talk about the kingdom, that's people want that. But what they don't want is a king. They don't want our King Jesus, and that's where things get a little off, because they they love the kingdom, they just don't want the king. And so we, when we talk about King Jesus, they they're saying, no, I don't I don't want that. I don't need I don't need a king, right? So maybe we need to talk about the gospel of the kingdom in a different way, right? If you if you read anything these days that's that's current, if you watch. Shows, movies, this has probably even infiltrated your heart and your mind in some way because it's so subtle in media these days and then social media and in, and in uh, Hollywood is, is the idea that you don't need anyone to rescue you. You can do it on your own. You should be proud of yourself. How many of you say that regularly? I hear that all the time, guys. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like, these, this is, these are all subtle things for us to say we don't need a savior. We don't need a rescuer. Like, I don't need a hero. And so we talk about Jesus as rescuer, as savior, but is our, is, our, is our city picking that up anymore? Because they don't think they need that, and they don't even want that. So we talk about the gospel of the kingdom— Maybe we need to talk about it in a different way to our city. Maybe we need to be as Torontonians, appealing to Torontonians, right? Just like Paul was a Jew to Jews and a Greek to Greeks. Maybe we need to say, well, what what is a Torontonian one? What is, wherever you are today, in in London and uh, in the States, all across Canada, wherever you are today, what, what, are people, what do people need? What, what, is, what is their express need right now? And as I prayed about this over the past few weeks, the thing that came to mind was John 13. People are lonely, they need community, they need a friend. I like do you realize in our culture, we professionalize friendship, right? You go to your therapist to share all the things you should that a friend, because you don't have a friend to share that with who can actually counsel you and help you, right? You, you go to a life coach to help you get your life on track because you don't have a community to carry your burdens and to push you forward. Now, we we professionalized it, right? And, and hear me clearly, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, I'm not saying those things are completely unnecessary, that you don't need a, a psychiatrist or a counselor for anything, right? There's, there's value in going to a marriage counselor, for instance, uh, who, who specifies in marriage. But guess what, guys? If that person, here's the thing about therapy and counseling, that person isn't in real relationship with you. They're in contractual paid relationship with you. And so they don't actually know you or care or carry your burdens throughout the day with you, right? You have that hour, that two hours with them, then you go. You guys know, I, I hear this all the time from people when, I, when they come to me and they, they talk to me about something. They say, oh, my counselor said that. Oh, my therapist says that. I'm like, well, if you're in more relation with me, you'd hear me say that. <laughs> and, and you'd have a friend to help you live through life in that. And guys, so, so here, our, our culture is so... And, and every time we have an issue too, guys, and, and we've, we've fallen prey to this, we say, oh, maybe you should see a counselor about that. Maybe you should go um, to this person about that. Maybe you should go to a professional about that. All right? And instead of saying, hey, maybe to come into community. And, and hear me well, guys. Sometimes uh, sometimes you need someone who's specialized, right? But what you really essentially need is relationship. Is this John 13 New Commandment where it says, hey, the world's going to know our kingdom identity is in Christ because we love each other and we're in community with each other. and And God leaves them with that and and god and god gives them this kingdom identity and guys it may be hard for you this morning but i want you to receive that and you may be like and and you you may have you may have a counselor you may have a therapist you may have you know you may have a life coach Uh, i don't i don't know if you have that but if you have that don't get angry right now say i want to receive my kingdom identity and your kingdom identity is to be in community. It's to be in community with other disciples who love you. It's to fully live out this these one of another lifestyle. Next week we'll talk about R3 and why we've even designed R3 the way we have for this purpose. Because guess what, guys? The reason you're going to, to, to a professional friend is because the church has failed you in that. We haven't, we haven't created community for you to have that. So we've said, well, I can't give that to you. So you go get us somewhere else. And we've short shrifted you. We We haven't served you well. And that's why we've shifted our entire church culture to serve you well, to live out this John 13, to live out the kingdom of God, to do what the church is about to do, what we're going to see the church do through Acts chapter one and two. And they're, to, they're waiting here on the promise of the Holy Spirit, he says in verses four and five. They're waiting from the Father. They're waiting on this promise. And what is this promise? Who, who is this Holy Spirit? When John uh, 14, 15, 16, he says the Holy Spirit is the counselor. He says the Holy Spirit is the friend. And the Holy Spirit is the exhorter. He's the comforter. He's your community. Do you know that in the Holy Spirit, you've been invited into the eternally existing, perfect community of the Trinity? It's why we name the church Trinity Life, because that is your eternal purpose. Now, we are to represent this this eternally existing community here on earth oh guys we have access to that and in the church we should be that and 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 give give access to that for for others and that is your identity he says you will be baptized with the holy spirit you will be clothed with him we don't have time to talk about a whole theology on the baptism of the holy spirit this morning but but basically You cannot be a follower of Jesus without this baptism of the Holy Spirit, without being clothed in the Holy Spirit, without wearing Christ Jesus, that Paul says in in Romans 13. This is your kingdom identity. Receive that new kingdom identity. Receive that from from God. We're going to do another question today, but we're running out of time. Uh, God's going to ask you uh, about a gift that you uh, gave over the holidays. You know, we talk about receiving gifts, but what's something that you gave? And think about that. Think about something that you gave over the holidays. Think about, think about that feeling that you had when someone gave that to you, right? Uh, Reagan, we gave her, we gave her a, <laughs> a baby yoda, plush, little stuffy over the holidays. And guys, she takes that everywhere. Like that's like her favorite thing. Uh, is this little baby Yoda plush plush stuffy? And uh, <laughs> so funny. the other day I was reading uh, on uh, I was reading on the couch and I look over and she has a chair set up and she has Baby Yoda sitting on the chair and she's in front of it. And I'm like, what is she what is she doing? And she has a little whiteboard and these different colored markers, and she was painting its portrait. Baby Yoda was sitting for her for a portrait and she was painting and guys, it's actually a pretty amazing portrait. I should have, we should have had it on the screen for you. It looks just like baby Yoda. She's got, um, she's got a real gift, I think, in in drawing and, um, and and she sleeps with it. She takes it over. She shows it to everybody, right? I mean us, She's not seeing too many people right now, but it goes everywhere with her because she's received this gift. And giving that gift her, uh, and seeing her use it, made us. It just continually makes us feel like, oh wow, it's so awesome. Like it's not a waste of a gift. It actually is doing something in her life. It's it's pushing forward her own gifts, right? And and here Jesus, he says. He's oh, man. There's so much here, guys, and we're out of time. So, um, here's the thing. Jesus gave them the what, that's the kingdom. He gave them the how, that's the spirit. The disciples then asked about the when. Well, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Is it now? And he says, don't really worry about that. Worry about the where. And the where is this, because you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Enter the end of the earth, basically everywhere. The where is everywhere. You'll be my witnesses everywhere, and it will not stop. And you will go and you will get receive the gift that I gave you and give the gift that I gave you. You're gonna show everybody that baby Yoda. You're gonna make portraits of it, you're gonna your art, your music is gonna is gonna, is gonna center on it, your your books can be written about it, you're gonna be my witnesses everywhere because. You're going to showcase to the world who I am, this gospel of the kingdom, because the kingdom of heaven is here in the midst of us. As Luke says, uh, Luke says, Jesus is saying, it is in the midst of you. It dwells in you. Ah, you take the kingdom everywhere. Do not quench the spirit. Right? Paul says in in 1 Thessalonians, we have the spirit dwelling in us and we're his witnesses all over. And they stand there and they wait. Jesus ascends into heaven. They stand there looking up in heaven. The angels appear and they say, what are you guys doing? Why, why are you standing here gazing into heaven? Jesus is going to come back the same way. You're not going to miss him, they're saying, but you guys need to get out of here. Because <laughs> Jesus gave you, It's going to give you power to be his witnesses. Stop standing around and go and multiply your kingdom identity. Multiply your kingdom identity. There's power in that. Remember how exciting it is to receive something from somebody. We receive this from the Lord. But it's just as exciting, maybe even more, now that I'm older, definitely, to to give, right? To give. And Jesus is calling them to give what they've received. And guess what? When you give this, guys, it doesn't deplete. It actually multiplies in you and outside of you. And when you give, and what are we We're giving the gospel? Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, you have eternity in your hearts. You are to multiply eternity into the hearts of others. You're to multiply eternity into your neighbor. You're going to multiply eternity into your coworker. You're to multiply eternity into your parents and your brother and sister, into your friends. You multiply eternity wherever you go. And here's the thing I'm going to end on. This is the thing that is that has really, and it may not be a big deal to you, but it is changing the trajectory of my life. It's, it's just shaped, it changed my entire perspective. So some of you guys know every morning when I wake up, I say three things. First thing I say, and guys, it's the first thing I think about every morning. First thing I say is, Speak, Lord, your servant hears, talking to the Father. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. The second thing I say is, Jesus, I want to be more like you. Make me more like you today. And sometimes there's something specific there, right? Um, the, the third thing I say, I'm just giving you the, the basic general thing. Third thing I say is, Spirit, fill me. Spirit, fill me. This is Ephesians 5.18. This is, this is um, uh, Luke, Luke 11. Right? This is spirit fill me. So first one is for Samuel. Uh, yeah, I won't go into all that. So I say those three things every morning. I realize on that first day of fasting that I say those things in order. So two things. I say them in order to do. God, give me these three things so that I can go do. Not so that I can be. That was a huge perspective shift for me so that I can just be with God, that withness that Liz pointed us to, right? That that God is with me. The second thing I realized was what I was gonna go do and what I wanted to do, well, was what I wanted to do. God, empower me with the spirit in what I wanna do. Fill me with the spirit in what I wanna do and I'm gonna go and do. Instead of saying to God, I want to join you in what you want to do. And the times in my life where I've joined God in what He's wanted to do are the times when I've seen multiplication. At times when I've asked God to join me in what I want to do, I've seen some things happen because He's long suffering and He's gracious and He's merciful. Uh, but I haven't seen multiplication. And so my New Year's resolution for you guys is to stop asking God to empower you in what you wanna do and to start asking God what he wants to do. That's the attitude of Jesus. Father, I wanna do what you want me to do every day was what Jesus said. I only do what the Father tells me to do. That's where the true power lies. That's where the true multiplication lies. And our church is in that stream. Guys, our church was planted in that stream. Our church started because of that stream. And somewhere along the way, I I, I veered off it, came back, veered off, came back. And this new perspective and just saying, God, yeah, I've been asking you to just empower me in what I'm already doing. Instead of saying, empower me in what you're doing. And which is me just joining your work. And so this new year, I invite you to do that with me. And might do that with us as a church, multiply that in you so we can multiply our kingdom identity in this city. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us about the kingdom. Establish our identity in you as individuals, as this church. So we can actually see true lasting change take place. And that 2021 can actually be a year that is a fresh start where where our city, our community, our friends, our families are changed by the gospel of the kingdom. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.
0: If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out TrinityLife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.